the federal position forced to defend its approach to the voice to parliament referendum in the wake of Julian Lisa's resignation. The federal treasurer says Australia will probably avoid a recession despite bad news on the global front. And in sport, a huge victory for the Matildas ahead of the Women's World Cup beating England in London. Senior Liberal MP Julian Lisa has resigned from the opposition front bench to campaign for a year's vote in the Voice referendum. Lisa pointed out that he was at odds with party leader Peter Dutton's opposition to the proposal and that he was a staunch believer of indigenous representation in parliament. Mr. Lisa has the support of other Liberal Party representatives who support the Voice, including MP Bridget Archer and Senator Andrew Bragg. He has told Sky News there is some work to do. Uh, For the next six weeks, we've got a parliamentary committee on, and as I've said, I think it's important that we actually look at amending the words that the government's put forward. Um, We want to make three three different sorts of amendments. The first is to get the government to commit to the local and regional bodies. That's the position of the coalition. Um, That was the position we took to the last election. It was a recommendation of the Calma Langton report. Um, I think it's fundamental to get those local and regional bodies out there to ensure the national body is well connected. In the meantime, the resignations of Peter Lisa has forced the Liberal Party to defend its approach to the Voice to Parliament referendum. Liberal Deputy Leader Susan Lee tried to minimise recriminations from Mr Lisa's resignation, saying she will envision, she still envisions Mr Lisa as a minister in a future Liberal Party-led federal government. But she told the Seven Network the party's official position reflects the views of most of its parliamentarians and Mr Lisa is an outlier. Julian is in a unique position because of his long history with The Voice. But as deputy leader and someone who knows my colleagues well, the overwhelming view of our party room is the one that is being put forward right now by Peter Dutton and me. And that's important because we know that to get the best outcomes for Indigenous Australians, we do not want the divisive model that Anthony Albanese has put forward. Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong has praised Julian Lisa for choosing to leave the Liberal Party due to its stance on the voice to Parliament, arguing his decision showed great strength. He's put his principles first. He's put his principles ahead of partisan politics. Uh, and we welcome that. Uh, it can't have been easy for him to do. It can't have been easy for him to relinquish portfolios which he demonstrably cares so deeply about. And he certainly knows as much about this issue as anyone, and he understands this is a once-in-a-generation chance to make a real difference in the lives of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and to help close the gap. The voice is said to be put to a referendum later this year. Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers is warning Australia is not immune from the global economic malaise but is on track to avoid a recession. Dr. Chalmers will today travel to the United States to take part in international economic meetings involving the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund. The IMF is forecasting Australia's gross domestic product will will stall somewhat, registering only 1.6% growth in 2023. Dr. Chalmers has told the ABC Australia is better placed than most countries because of low unemployment and good prices being paid for Australian exports. 
fact, the International Monetary Fund, the International Monetary Fund's chief economist Pierre Olivier Gourinchard, says the likes of Dr. Chalmers face a tough situation. We are entering a tricky phase during which economic growth remains low by historical standards, financial risks have increased, yet inflation has not decisively, decisively turned the corner. Policymakers will need a steady hand and clear communication. China's Executive Vice Minister of Foreign Affairs, Ma Xiaoshu, will hold talks with senior officials from the Department of Foreign Affairs in Canberra today as hopes rise amongst Australian farmers that are that China will ease trade restrictions. There has been a breakthrough on Chinese restrictions on exports of Australian barley, with the Chinese government conducting a review of relevant tariffs over the next three to four months and Australia opposing World Trade Organization action against China. Federal Minister Bill Shorten has told the Nine Network the government is seeing the rewards of being strong on the issue. The reality is that we're taking our action uh, under world trade rules. Uh, the Chinese have said, hold on for three months. Uh, we've said, we'll hold on for three months to give this other process time. At the end of the day, what we want is a result. Uh, I think that if Australia hadn't taken a strong position, maybe we wouldn't be in this position where the Chinese are saying they're going to reconsider uh, and review all the facts of the matter. The National Farmers Federation says it's now possible other stolen items with hefty tariffs imposed could re-enter the Chinese market without such penalty in the future. Switzerland's upper house of parliament has voted to respond to retrospectively approve more than $180 billion in financial guarantees to rescue investment bank Credit Suisse. After a heated debate, the Swiss parliament has convened for a rare extraordinary session to vote on the matter. The lower house of parliament must now vote on the matter, but its vote is largely symbolic as the government has already committed the funds for the rescue. Swiss President Alain Berset says that the decision is crucial to save the reputation of the Swiss economy. Une faillite du Crédit Suisse aurait eu des conséquences désastreuses pour le pays. The Credit Suisse bankruptcy would have had disastrous consequences for the country, for companies, for private clients, but also for the reputation of Switzerland. So in this context, we had to act fast. The Federal Council had to use the emergency law. This is actually to deal with situations that threaten the country and that can be avoided, that this right was created. So on that basis, the Federal Council reiterate that the emergency law, by definition, is part of our judicial framework and that it is regulated by our constitution. Russian President Vladimir Putin is lauding what he says is the resilience of his country's economy despite sanctions brought on by the invasion of Ukraine. Mr. Putin says positive trends across the Russian economy are gathering pace due to the rising global oil prices. Non-oil and gas revenues increased by about 14% or 1.4 trillion rubles, while oil and gas revenues decreased slightly by about 1.3 trillion rubles. 
primarily due to a high base and the specifics of the pricing environments in global markets last year. The situation is expected to change by the end of the second quarter amid rising oil prices and additional oil and gas revenues will start flowing into the budget. At the same time, I would like to point out the external risks for our economy have not gone away and we are well aware of that. Oil futures have risen more than 5% since a decision last week to further cut production targets from next month. Russia is the world's third largest oil producer and the largest exporter of oil to the global market. The International Monetary Fund has raised, its, has raised its forecast for the rise in Russia's gross domestic product in 2023 to 0.07%, up from 0.3%. But it has cut its 2024 growth forecast to 1.3%, down from 2.1%, saying the exodus of Western companies and a labor shortage will hurt Russia. Canada is to give more support to Ukraine in its war against Russia. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has met with his counterpart from Ukraine, Denis Schmiel, in Toronto. Mr. Trudeau says Canada is imposing new sanctions on 14 Russian individuals and 34 Russian entities, including security targets linked to the Wagner Group, which is providing mercenaries to fight on Russia's side in Ukraine. There are also sanctions on nine entities tied to the financial sector in Russia's ally Belarus, whom Mr. Trudeau calls enablers of Russia. The Canadian Prime Minister also says his country will be sending more weapons to help Ukraine. In the last 15 months, Canada has provided around $9 billion in support to Ukraine. And back home, there are calls to increase the frequency of superannuation payments for some Australian workers. Industry Super Australia says some employers are taking advantage of a law that allows them to pay superannuation quarterly. It says aligning the payment of superannuation with the payment of wages for all workers will curb superannuation underpayments. The organization has analyzed the latest tax data, which shows that in Victoria alone, workers are missing out on a combined $1 billion in superannuation each year. It says tradespeople, laborers, and machine operators are most likely to be underpaid superannuation. Around 4.2 million Australian workers are paid their superannuation quarterly. And to sport in football, Australia has achieved a huge victory over ahead of co-hosting the Women's World Cup later this year. The Matildas have defeated England two goals to nil in London. England, the European women's champions, were undefeated in their last 30 games coming into the match. Matilda's captain Samka was involved in both goals. She scored the first one herself, getting on the end of a long pass from defence by Claire Polkinghorne that England could then deal with and shooting over the top of the goalkeeper in the 32nd minute of play. In the 67th minute, Samka set up the second goal, crossing the ball to Charlotte Grant, who scored after her shot took a deflection of an England player. Cahas told the 10 Network the Matilda's victory was truly a collective effort against the odds. I think that was a real team performance. Um, everyone put a shift in and I think you know everyone played really well out of their skin to be honest and that takes a lot to come over here, beat England at home with so many players out. Um, shows how strong the team is. 
And now having a look at the weather around the country this Wednesday afternoon, Broom, Broom mostly cloudy, 29 degrees, Perth a shower 2, 24, Adelaide also a shower 2 and a top of 21, Melbourne cloudy 19, Hobart showers developing 19, Albury Wodonga cloudy 13 degrees, Canberra showers 16, Wollongong showers increasing 22, Sydney also expecting showers and a top of 24, Newcastle a shower 2 later in the day, 25 degrees, Brisbane sunny day ahead 29, Townsville, partly cloudy, 33. Keynes, much the same, 32 degrees. Alice Springs, also partly cloudy and 32. Darwin, showers and a possible storm, 32 degrees. And the Torres Strait Islands, partly cloudy day ahead and a top of 30 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 